Hey friends and foes, welcome to another episode of Brushwork. My name is Stephanie Scott and today is Art Book Club. On today's episode of Art Book Club, I am joined by Visual Nomad and we are talking about Show Your Work by Austin Kleon. This book is the most delicious artistic pick-me-up that you could ever grab off a shelf. <laughs> it's it's succinct, it's to the point, it is short and sweet, it's it's such a good book and I would highly recommend it. In today's episode of Art Book Club, we are talking about being consistent on social media. We talk about good habits. We talk about how you don't have to be a genius to make good art. In fact, it's the opposite. <laughs> and so much more. It's a really great episode. So here we go. It's mm-hmm. Art Book Club time. So we read Show Your Work this month. And Show Your Work is like the cutest little book. It's like five by five inches, maybe six inches. And it's... 200 pages and you can read this book in an hour and a half like no problem Mm -hmm. i read this book in 2014 when it first came out and it was the kind of book that i think this book made me start my new instagram page like when did i start my stephanie stuff i have a calendar over here yeah okay so i read this book in like 2015 ish and i started my instagram um for stephanie scott dot art in 2000 16 so like the year after it definitely okay so did he did he recently update that book then oh, he might have let's see it says copyright 2014 like uh, the stuff is a little bit more up to date in it than 2015 mm-hmm. maybe um yeah mine says okay. copyright 2014 okay and i don't know what edition this is but yes something like that yeah so all right I credit Austin to being like, okay, I need a place for my artwork. I better go make one. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Have you read his other books? He also, uh, yes, I have. I've read um, How to Steal Like an Artist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. I have also read Carry On, which is his third book that comes after. It's mm. like bright blue and it's about oh, wow. kind of like... You know, you've done all the work, you've done all the promotion, and you're, like, running out of steam. That's the book you should read. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's That's super good. great. So what I liked most about this book was just, like, there's just so many, like, little zingers. Just one after another. It's like, yes. you don't have to be a genius to be an artist. <laughs> Which is, like, the biggest mm-hmm. one throughout the book. And it's like, show your work. And that's the title of the book, but like, that's what he's saying over and over and over again. And then he like goes into detail. Right. He's like, you're going to show it by making videos and you're going to show it by mm-hmm. um, showing your pictures and you're going to show your process and then you're going to show your ugly stuff and you're going to show your good stuff, but you're not going to show too much, but not too little. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was one of your favorite parts about this book? He talks about um, success. So this is on, it says, share something small every day Mm -hmm. um, is the name of the chapter. And the quote is, overnight success is a myth. Dig into almost every overnight success story and you'll find about a decade's worth of hard work and perseverance. Building a substantial body of work takes a long time, a lifetime really. But thankfully, you don't need that time all in one big chunk. So forget about decades, forget about years, and forget about months. Focus on days. Somebody that I used to watch on here and that I moderated their stream, um, uh, Self-Esteem Machine. He is a 
a wonderful watercolor painter and architect. And people would come in to stream and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. You're so great. Mm-hmm. And one day he said something and it's so profound that it has sat with me since then. Yeah. He said, I've been doing this for 25 years. If I don't do this right by now, I need to find something else to do. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. That's the truth. Like, yeah, you've put decades into this. This mm-hmm. didn't happen overnight. Like he makes it look easy. But and, and I always reminded people, I'm like, listen, he makes this look easy. Understand he's been doing this for longer than some people have been alive. So, yeah, don't get don't di- get discouraged. Just understand it's a time thing. And, and as you paint, I, I don't know about you, but for me, the more I paint, the more I learn, the more those things just become ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think about them until somebody else says something about it. And you forget about all of that time that you've put in because you're just in the moment at that moment. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, oh, wait. This took me a year and a half to learn, you know, this little thing that I did here. Yeah. You know, it took me three paintings and a bunch of frustration and maybe some of them were failed, you know. And um, yeah, just the idea of building one day at a time. Like this is... He rolls that into, you know, uh, the social aspect of thing and sh- of things and sharing with people and understanding that. You know, just share one thing a day and that builds and it, and it goes into that stock and flow concept that he talks about later on of you build up like he's talking about a lifetime of works. It takes time to build that up. You build up that stock over time. Every day that you do that is another day of stock that you have mm-hmm. to be able to use for something else. Um, be it photos or blog posts or emails or whatever that you've done, you can roll that into so many other things. And um, that, yeah, that, you know, all of this collateral that you see that people come to the table with whenever they're, you know, teaching a class or whatever, it's taken them years to amass that information, you know? And, and to understand that and not be overwhelmed by it, but just understand you're taking one step just like they did, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the book, there's so. a really great illustration that, that I, this book is full of really great illustrations, but I like this one particularly. So it has on it. It's like, okay, one day is one little X and one month is like a bunch of little X's, but you know, mm-hmm. are you going to get good at things with by even like 30 little X's here? I don't think so. But then it like, you flip over a couple pages and then it's just like a wall of little X's, you know, 365 of them. And you, you look at that and you're like, yeah, that is a lot. And you do learn things so yeah. much more when yeah, you yeah. do just a little bit every single day. I, from, this was my favorite chapter also, um, from all the different ones. And I'm going to read all the chapter titles after I finish this thought here, but okay. This chapter inspired me to do my 21-day video series. I, hmm. I've i been doing a little like a vlog sort of minute and a half series on Instagram, one a day, every day for 21 days as I prepare for my art show um, in October. And when I read this chapter, I was like, 
just a tiny video is like perfect. Like there's no like one size fits all plan for everyone when it comes to like making content daily or making art daily. And you, you can be adaptable. Right. When I had been thinking about doing like a video series in the past, I had, there's something about like watching YouTube videos and me being like, I should do it exactly like them. <laughs> Right, where I'm like, I should make this big production and like every video has to be lengthy and it has to take me hours to edit and blah blah blah. And then I read this and I was like, no, I can just I can just do it in seconds. I can do it. It can take me ten mm -hmm. minutes to do. And that's uh it's been really nice and it's been really fun. And I'm already seeing results and I'm on day ten or something like that, which is amazing. But this book is so good. Um, so some of the uh titles in this book. Uh chapter one is you don't have to be a genius. And I love that. You don't have to be a genius. I feel like right. when I was a beginner painter, I was like, oh, I got to be like the big names, whoever they were from who I was around. <laughs> and a lot of them were right. like big names on like DeviantArt or something. And <laughs> not that they weren't good, but I was like, maybe my taste needed work also. Um, and <laughs> I, I like had a lot of imposter syndrome when I was a really beginner artist, I was like, oh, but they're doing it so amazing and I can never get there and I'm not going to get there if I don't practice every day, Stephanie. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> and so I love that you don't have to be a genius to be an artist. And I think that's important for people to know. And like mm, the idea yeah. of the prodigy is really kind of toxic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think um, one thing that he kind of settles on, too, is comparison. And mm -hmm. I know, I think you and I have talked about this. Me and some of our other artist friends have talked about this. Yeah. Um, just the fact that for some reason in our society, there has been this acceptance of pitting artists against each other. Mm. Um, Terrible. Some of that has been further propelled by like Instagram and Facebook or whatever, where you see one picture, you know, next to another picture, next to another picture and our brains naturally compare, mm -hmm. even though they necessarily, that's not what it's there for. Right. You know, it's, you know, we're just showing work. I'm not here to compare an exhibition is not for you to come in and compare me to somebody else. Exactly. An exhibition is, is to exhibit my work. And I think that unfortunately as artists, we've taken that on personally and bought into that for whatever reason. And we do that to each other. Yeah. And he talks about that and the respect of sharing information back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, competitive edge that kind of thing and it's like i don't know about you but i've had people that i've talked to uh, other artists that mm -hmm. have come in and said well why do you do it this way or why do you do it that way and blah 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 and my response is always i do it that way because that's how i do it great that's simple i, <laughs> want, that... I want i want you and this is another, you know, another section that he talked about mm -hmm. of, you know, finding your style. Yeah. I took six months off of social media and sat with myself and said, okay, what is my style? I had, I had to slog through that, that battle of figuring out what my voice was. Mm -hmm. And when people come to me and they want to quote unquote, 
copy my style or whatever. I go, why do you want to do that? You're unique in and of yourself. Mm -hmm. Why don't you take the time instead of diverting energy towards trying to be somebody else Yep, and do something that is going to give you far less resistance than what trying to copy somebody else would. It's going to be a lot of work and it's going to be a lot of introspection. And a lot of people don't like to, to do that, that, that inward look of themselves to figure out. Where it's not easy with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's, that's a massively important thing. People like, how did you come by this? And I'm like, I took time. Mm -hmm. It's, it was trial and error. You know, I started with still lifes. I hadn't painted for 15 years and I just started painting still lifes. Cause I'm like, I just have to get back in the motion of doing things. What do I want to do? Right. You know, and in that process, that's when I came across what I wanted to do. So great. And so, Yeah. <coughs> There's a, um, there's a real gem in, in, you know, or I guess a, a line in, you know, seeing another artist who you like and trying to copy what they do, not, not necessarily like stealing it, but like taking their ideas. But then there's like the line where you're like, okay, I tried that and I could figure out kind of what they do to an extent and you learn something from it and then you take it into your own and it becomes your own style. It becomes right. your own. It's not, it's not like you can't be inspired by people is what we're saying. It's like... If you're trying to be as good as a genius, just because it's genius, it's it's going to slow you down. There's going to be resistance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And there's there's also a lot of talk in this book about, you know, sharing your your skills, sharing your, you know, secrets of the trade or whatever. Right. He has a comparison with some baseball players. Like when you're a pitcher, you're not going to show other pitchers how you're holding the ball and how you're throwing it and your stance or whatever. You're not going to let other people study that. Um, but like a very specific kind of a pitcher, someone who throws knuckleballs, which is like really rare, they're like all about sharing. And like that difference is really interesting in like, oh, so these people who do a very specialized kind of throw chat with each other about it. And like, they're like their own little club <laughs> and like trying to keep it from, I think he said it was like, a dying sort of art, which is really interesting. Right, right. Yeah. Um, what I've learned about doing this like 21 day series that I've been doing on Instagram is I've been, I've been sharing a lot more about my process that I don't normally talk about all the time. I'm not mm. sharing like the details of how I'm holding the paintbrush yet, but I might. <laughs> and I'm like, mm -hmm. if someone steals it, great. And if someone doesn't, they're just entertained. It's interesting. Um, and, in chapter four, they talk about opening up your cabinet of curiosities, which is like sharing all your your gems and your cool animal sculptures and all your fun art stuff when you're like a fancy nobleman in the 14th century or whatever. My favorite part about this new chapter was no guilty pleasures. <laughs> and also, can we, can we appreciate how he writes his chapter titles? They're just like with a marker, just classic. It's so good. But okay, so yeah. I, I have to I have to talk about the quote there because Dave Grohl is like one of my favorite people on the planet. It's so good. Um, <laughs> what page is that on again? 78. I the... Should I read this to you? 
the title of the page is No Guilty Pleasures. And Dave Grohl says, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. If you effing like something, like it. <laughs> yep. Just like it. Don't apologize for liking yep. it. Don't hide that you like it. I mean... Just like it. I think once yeah. you show your enthusiasm for liking something, it's like infectious, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Little side note about him. His, his mom has always been supportive of him. Oh yeah. He has always wanted to be a rock star, like from day one. Um, and you know, his mom was always like, try it you won't know if you can do it until you try it. So try it. And she was like, most people's parents would be like, are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm not going to just let you run around, go get an education. <laughs> it's true. And his mom was, a t his mom was a teacher and his mom was like, Dave's not cut out for college. He's just not, I know that about him. He can't sit still. She's like, so why would I want to torture him by putting him in a classroom? Right when I know that he's perfectly capable of doing something else. And so like, that's huge. I, you know, the support system, he talks about that in here too. Your support system is massively important. It really like, is. I have a huge support system behind me that I cannot be thankful enough for. Um, and they allow me to do what I do. And it's like, you know, I, I feel for people. I didn't always have that. And I feel for people that don't have that because it, it is, it, it makes the difference. It does. It's a huge when difference. When you're constantly running into roadblocks, just trying to do what you feel like you were made to do. That's just defeating. Like it just gets frustrating yeah. you have to wake up every day and fight just to do what you want to do, you know? Um, because you know, somebody can't figure out that our way of business and life isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's not everything, mm -hmm. you know, and it's okay that it's not everything for everybody. Let them do their thing, you know? It's so good. It's so good. Who's your, who's your biggest, your biggest support in your life for your art? My mom. Your mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. that's great Absolutely. it's really nice when it's a parent it's, it's really really super yeah 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 mm -hmm. and it wasn't always that way mm -hmm. so my dad told me that I wasn't going to be a starving artist that he wasn't going to let me do that okay that I needed to go to college and that I couldn't take drawing and painting wow that I needed to be a graphic designer and I did that and I was miserable and nothing ever came of it. And I ended up massively in debt because of it. Ugh. And I draw and paint for and, a living now. And now you do it. <laughs> and, and I think it just goes to show that as hard as it may be for anybody that's listening to follow what inside of them like everything inside of them says, this is what, this is what you're so good at. This is what makes you alive. Like do everything you can to do that. No matter what the obstacle is, there's, there's always, there's always help. There's always a way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a matter of what you're willing to 
there's a sacrifice in all of this. It's what you're willing to sacrifice to do it. And I think that is the difference between an amateur and a professional. Mm -hmm. The difference between an amateur and a professional is I will sacrifice everything to do this. And I have. And they do it as a hobby. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And their mentality may change at some point. But right now, I, I will persevere. You know, mm-hmm. I'll persevere to do what I want to do. It's, so. it's really heartening to hear things like that. <laughs> yeah. And um, and if yeah. if you're if you're listening and you're at the point where you're like, I really want to be an artist, and I don't have the skills yet to do it, and so people around me are telling me not to be an artist. Um, if you if you really really want it, you're gonna chase after it regardless. So you should just commit. <laughs> give it a real try yeah yeah (laughs) it's so good um yeah and and being dedicated be as dedicated as you would be to any nine to five Mm -hmm. i mean stephanie and i i think i can speak for both of us that we show up for this every day yeah every day like everybody else does for a job Mm -hmm. i'm here i'm doing something that involves my art or my art business or any of that um, and that's important. Like two hours a day is not going to cut it for me. I, I have to put in 40 hours just like everybody else does, mm-hmm. but I'm the only one that I answer to. And that makes it even harder. Yeah. Yeah. When you're your <laughs> own boss, oh my gosh, like looking at me, you know, <laughs> it's rough. You have to find accountability in other ways. It's, yeah. it's a lot. So that's why I do Twitch. Keeps me accountable. It's great. Yeah. It's super. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> There's another part of this book that I really liked and I would love to talk to you about it because I think um, you and I have had a couple bits of similar training where it's like, you know, the phrase, I I used to believe this really quite a bit, you know, the phrase, the work will speak for itself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it talks about this in the book quite a bit where it's like the work does Mm -hmm. not speak for itself. You cannot just put on Instagram a picture of your beautiful painting that you spent 40 hours on and then put the name and the date and the materials and call it good it's it doesn't speak right. for itself <laughs> i i had someone talk to me recently and they were like stephanie i can't get any engagement on my instagram posts i'm just like mm. are your captions talking about the painting are they saying literally anything and they were like I don't know, maybe. And so I went and I looked at their page and I was like, they're not, they're not saying anything. You have to speak for your work. You have to speak for it Mm. in videos you make. You have to speak for it in the captions you write. You have to speak for it during things like this on Twitch or on a podcast. You gotta, you gotta Mm. speak for your work. And I I feel like that's one of the most impactful things from this book that it talks about that I think people will easily glide over because they're like, no, my week, my work does speak for itself. Do you, do you remember, um, the uh, training we did with uh, with Brittany Torres. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she she was like talking about doing like a 30 day plan and things like that. And I recently interviewed her for for brushwork, actually. And we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. this. And she's like, yeah, you, you do have to speak for it. And you'll see results in your community building when you speak for your work. Mm. Well, it, and it's interesting because... So I, I've taken, I've taken some other marketing stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And one way that somebody described it to me 
you know, the word marketing as an artist, it, it's it's this disgusting, slimy word. <laughs> My brain was like, boo! We're, <laughs> yeah, we're like, no, you know, we're purists. We're mm -hmm. like, no, again, our work speaks for itself. We don't need to market, blah, blah, blah. And this is what this person said. And I think it, it changes that dialogue about marketing. Marketing is the way your piece speaks to somebody that is viewing it when you're not in the room. Yeah. Because you're not always going to be there. So you're, you're, you have to give your, your work the tools to be able to speak what you mean about it mm -hmm. in those moments. It's not dirty. It's a dialogue. It's a dialogue between the piece and that person. Yeah. Um, and when you view it that way, it becomes a creative problem to solve of how, how do I do that? You know, one of the things that I've thought about doing when I hang my work is having special plaques made that are Velcro oh. on the front of it. It will just have like, you'll be able to see the name and the artist and the medium and all of that. And then it will say on the front of it, what does this piece say to you? Mm -hmm. Once you've come up with that, open this up. And then it will tell what the piece, what I created the piece to say. So that you can then have that dialogue between that person. It's an interaction of the piece says, well, what do you think of me? That's delicious. You know, Please do that. <laughs> uh, I, that is something that I would love to do and, and make up because I think, you know, you go into art museums and they tend to be pretty stuffy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll have a little bit of a, a plaque, depending on the level of museum. If you go to like the Gagosian and that, they have a bit of a write-up on some of the pieces that you can read as you go around. Yeah. But most places it's, the artist, the medium, when it was created, where it was created, maybe a couple sentences, but not much. And it's not really this here, engage the piece. It's just, here's facts. Here's right. dry facts. Right. I had a teacher once who was really adamant that people should not read the plaques next to paintings. They should not read the stories. They should not get mm. the audio guides. He's like, you should just look at the work and take it in as is. And, you know, I respect his opinion on that. And, you know, I think when you're learning how to see art, that's good. But when you're learning yeah. how to consume art, I think the story is so important. And I think it's honestly yeah. what sells art. It's that sentimentality, that relationship you, you build with the painting, especially with abstract art, where it's just like, what are these shapes? I don't know. I'm going to make something up because I can't associate anything with them. <laughs> you got to have the story. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, I think one of, one of my more favorite abstract artists, um, Bomberg, mm -hmm. the reason I love him is because of his story. He has such a tragic story. Um, I mean, he's been in the MoMA. He's, very well known amongst the abstract painters around um, Jackson Pollock's time. He's in the same conversation with Gorky and, and de Kooning and them. And 
but he is a a, a British born immigrant um, who ends up moving all over the world. Like in every place he moves, there is a war. Literally his whole life is nothing but war. He fought in a war in England, shot himself in the foot. So he didn't have to fight anymore. Wow. Then he moved to Israel and there was the seven day war. So he had to flee, went back to, to England ended up in Spain at some point, like super impoverished, moved to Spain. They ended up having the, the revolt in Spain. So he had to leave Spain, Hmm. moved back to Israel, another war. He moved back. Like it was this whole traumatic experience. And you could, the beauty that he pulled out of all of that is astounding considering the life that he lived but you wouldn't know that unless you dig into those stories. Like right? I'm just looking at a painting. He paints abstract. Like, like that's cool. There's a piece called, <laughs> yeah. Into the hold. It's, it's very much like your work. It's, you know, triangular, uh, color triangles, mm-hmm. mix match. You can kind of see it, but you don't understand the story behind into the hold until you understand him. Yeah. It's like, slaves and stuff being stuck in a ship and this is what life was like in there and it's just this so intense yeah there's a book i want to read in the future for a book club called draw your weapons and it's about art and war Mm. um it's not going to be the next book but it's going to be in the future okay yeah (laughs) um yeah 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 it's intense wow sustaining yourself as an artist after going through all that is like that blows my mind that's incredible i'm like oh no i stubbed my toe i had a bad day i better not paint (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cats! I yeah. hear that. I wake up and have a bad day, and I'm like, nah. I'm not nah, nah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's yeah. great! It's great. Um, yeah, I have one more like chapter of this book I like to talk about. Um, okay, or it's not a chapter, but it's uh, from the last chapter, which is called "Stick Around." And there's this little segment that says, "Go away, so you can come back." Mm, yeah 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 and it talks about having sabbaticals it talks about Mm -hmm. shutting down your studio and taking a year off it's talking about dedicating the first 25 this is a quote dedicating the first 25 years or so of our lives to learning the next 40 to working and the last 15 to retirement so why not take five years off of those retirement and just break them up throughout the rest of your life i love that Yeah, That's no, so it, it makes sense. And yeah, and he talks about, you know, if you can afford it, budget for it, work through it. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it takes preparation for sure. You do. You get burnout. You get burnout sitting in front of an easel every day, all day um, to try to draw some kind of inspiration. Like, I love what I do mm-hmm. and I will do it every day and mm-hmm. I will sit myself in front of the easel every day because that's what I need to do. But yeah, I, I need to recharge just like anybody else does. Just Absolutely. Like anyone else does. I, I love the idea of a sabbatical because it's kind of like, it's even outside of burnout. It's like, even if you have the best habits in the world, taking a break, even when you feel like you don't need to take a break is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really, it's really good. And, it, and, and I think you would agree. 
it's hard as a business owner to take a break. Like yeah. this is something that we're both passionate about. It's, it's, it's not necessarily a, a dredge for us. Mm-hmm. Like we enjoy this. Mm-hmm. So we literally have to force ourselves to stop because we just, we get lost in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, imp- I think work-life balance is so important. And, um, you know, since I've started painting and stuff and really done this full time, that has been something that I've been very diligent about is figuring out my body and mm-hmm. figuring out what works with that time wise, like schedule wise. Yeah. Um, and sticking to that regardless of external things, you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta- that means streaming at a time that may not be as popular as another time. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's what is going to make you most productive. It's good. That will work itself out. Again, it's just create your work. Keep making your work. It will figure itself out. One one short thing that I'd like to get into is yeah. um, tell good stories. Tell good stories. You know, and he talks about being interesting. And people think like, well, that's kind of rude to say to somebody be interesting. <laughs> Are you interesting? Yeah. And he's like, no. What I like be interested in things and that will create interest around you. Like it's this, our our friend Aaron Schmitz Mm -hmm. told me to do this with Instagram and it has changed everything for me. And it is probably one of the biggest tips that I give to people. Now, if you want to grow a really good following. You don't have to hire somebody to come in and take videos for you and do all of that. He's like, what hashtags do you use? I'm like, okay. He's like, pick two or three of your, your most favorite hashtags and interact with them organically. Go through, talk to the artists that are posting in that create friendships, create connections, make those connections with collectors that are looking at their art. He's like, it takes 30 minutes. Sit down when you're eating breakfast. You're going to be, you know, scrolling through YouTube Mm -hmm. and Instagram anyways. Make it productive. It's, it doesn't have to be a doom scroll. It can be something that's positive. I'm making connections. This makes me happy. It benefits everybody. And it's like, I've gotten more followers. Like I started doing that about three months ago. I've gotten more followers in three months than I have in three years. That's really solid advice. That's like outstandingly good advice. (laughs) Because him and I had this argument. We were like, I said, well, I need somebody to shoot videos while I'm painting because I just need to focus on painting. He goes, bull crap. He goes, I know somebody that makes six figures and this is exactly what they do. And that's all they do. Wow. He goes, he spends 30 minutes a day on Instagram and that's it. Wow. He's like, so don't tell me that, (laughs) that that's what you need to do. He goes, I think we've been sold a bill, a bill of goods. Mm -hmm. Aaron is a treasure trove of knowledge. Mm -hmm. He doesn't come out and say it, but it's like he, he's removed himself enough from just all of the garbage that we get thrown at us 
that it's so refreshing to hear some of the things that come out of his mouth. And I'm like, oh, man, you're right. You're right. He's like, just try it. Just do it. Try it and tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, on it. He's right. <laughs> we need those people in our lives, too, that are going to call us on our BS and be like, I'm sorry, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. Because just because you've seen 50 YouTube videos about how everybody has XYZ people helping them edit and yeah. all of that. It's, it's not necessary. And like <laughs> reels have become more fun to me. Mm-hmm. It's become a place of a new place of creativity for me, honestly, something that I didn't think that I would enjoy. Same. And it's taken that pressure off of this has to create followers for me and connections for me and made it into something of no, this is, I just want to share this stuff with the world. Like, this is just me getting out there. Right? And this is the biggest megaphone that I can use to get it out there. So let's have fun with it. Let's have fun with you know? it. Yes. It's so much fun. Like, seriously, guys, don't hate on reels. It's so much <laughs> fun. It really is. It's so much fun. It's true. Like, take the pretense out of it and just enjoy it. Like, let your creativity flow through it. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like... In the last, I don't know, month, I've changed my opinions from I don't want to do reels to, well, I'm not doing them every single day. And I actually right. like them. Once right. I took out the like right. pressure and like the idea that things would be better for money-wise if I didn't do them. Oh, wow. It's so good. It's so good. They're so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when it, it takes a little bit of groundwork to set up kind of a structure. Once um, you got it, you got it. <laughs> But once I have that, like, I set up a structure that, that covers five days. That's mm-hmm. how often I, I post a reel. And it's like, no matter what I'm doing, it can fit into that slot. Yeah. So I need a, a, a swooping shot of whatever I'm working on. So it's not contingent on exactly what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Anything can fit into that structure. Yeah. Once you have that, that takes that worry out of the place. And then you can start building in other things if you want to, but that gives you the freedom to be creative inside of that box. You're like, oh, well, I have to make a a pan shot. Okay, let's have fun with it. What can I do? You know? And that's what the the spirit of show your work is about. That's just just having fun with it, enjoying the process of sharing it. And yeah, that that will come across. It will come across to people that come across any kind of, um, thing that you put out there to, to show your work, you know, they'll, they'll get that energy from you. Mm -hmm. If you hate making reels, they're going to see that they're not going to like it. It's going to be boring. It's like, (laughs) if you're not having fun with it, like, why would I want to watch a dry, boring reel? Like, no, be interesting. You gotta be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Five out of five stars for me. Superb. Mm-hmm. Same here. Highly Same recommend here. this book. Read, show your work. It's amazing. Yes. Amazing. Wow. I feel like we yes. went through so many good nuggets on this book, on this book today. Just like, just like one... I think that's what I love about his I stuff is that it's short, concise, but there's such good stuff in it. It's like, it gets rid of all the fluff that you have in some of these other books that are three or 400 pages long. Yeah. And it's just like, no, like, this is focus on this. Yeah. 
it's, it's not as complicated as they want you to think it is. You know, it's true. It's true. All right. The next book. Are you ready? Yeah. 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 The what next, the next book is, um, actually a, a PDF. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, we, we've read, read a book about, you know, our criticism, and we read a book about censorship, and we've now read this book about, um, you know, social media and, like, being more, like, sharing. And I'm thinking, okay, right. I, I want to read a book that's more biographical almost, but, like, not quite. Okay. So I was messing around, and I was, I was just, like, looking around at some artists online, and I was like, oh, there's this painter, his name's Thomas Jefferson Kitts, and he's got this great blog, and he okay. had a free PDF that's about John Singer Sargent. And I was like, this is interesting. So basically, uh, this is where you can find it. You can also find the PDF itself on my Discord where, so if you don't want to sign up for his mailing list, you don't have to. Basically, he's taken segments of this book that's in the public domain about John Singer Sargent and it's made some really cool annotations and it's like modernized it and it's like gone into some history of it. I think it's going to be a good read. It's about 50 pages. Um, that's what we're going to read this month. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Just learn a little, little about yeah. someone famous. I like it. Sergeant. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if you have any requests for books for Future Art books. Book Club, I want to hear them. Um, send them to Art okay. Book Club on my Discord because it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're going to yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. So uh, till next month, this has been Art Book Club. Thank you so much to Visual Nomad for joining me for Art Book Club once again. It's always a delight talking to you. Next month, we're reading Advice on Painting from John Singer Sargent by Thomas Jefferson Kitts. This is a PDF that you can get from Kitts' website. Um, You can also get it from my Discord. Links to both of those will be in the show notes. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Art Book Club on the Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott. I hope you all make some good choices this week. And until next Tuesday, see you later. Bye.